What's up, y'all? It's Trey Young. First podcast from the point, from your favorite point. But I'm also here with my best friend, Winston Nelson. Man, what's going on, man? What's up, brother? Uh, little handshake. <laughs> He's really my best friend since high school. A little bit of backstory between us. Um, been my best friend since high school. Met uh, before freshman year, eighth grade. Started playing games and uh, really just been smarter than me ever since we met each other. No, nah, you don't, so, you don't uh, have to say that. That's why we're here today. <laughs> He's kind of the that. guy who's just been the smartest behind certain businesses, things that I do off the court. Um, he's with Clutch now, so uh, but he's helped me a lot with this podcast. So man, it's a little bit of our backstory. Thank you, man. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a it's a long way from CCS games nah. yeah, going into freshman year, isn't it? It seemed like a long time ago. You know, I remember at least when we first got there, and you know, we were kind of deciding what high schools we were going to go to between either McGinnis or Norman North, mm-hmm. and you know, we played that summer league with uh, Coach Joe Lawson. Um, rest in peace, Coach Joe. But um, mm-hmm. man, just talk about that. Talk about the experience of, you know, what that f- going into freshman year was like. You know, we were both coming into a new school. Just rap about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, going into high school, it was crazy. Um, obviously, like I was picking between multiple high schools, between Bishop McGinnis mm-hmm. and going to a private school and then going to Norman North, which I ultimately chose. Um and just going to to 6A school, bigger school, I knew it was going to be better for me. And I knew there's some really good players at my school, guys like Marcus Dickinson. Me and you would know, trying to put them on. I mean, Lindy Waters. Guys know uh, he plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He played on my team. Some guys who was really good in our at our school. So I wanted to go there, and that's how we met. And uh, the rest is history. Can't so. forget about Charlie Kolar. Shout yeah, out Charlie, Charlie. Charlie Kolar plays for the Baltimore Ravens. Shout out. Him. It's Keep not, doing your not thing, very, bro. Yeah, Keep doing your sure. thing. It's you, not very doing many it. people that went to Norman North or in Norman area that went professional. So, uh, Charlie, Lindy, uh, salute to those guys too. Jordan Evans, who went went to shout uh, out Jordan, man, played for the Bengals for a couple of years. So uh, pretty cool. A lot of people came out of North. Absolutely, and I think one thing that you and I agree on heavily is what a great group we had. Not only is just you know basketball players, athletes, but just lifelong friends. I mean, I still keep in touch with. With Lindy, with Marcus, just tap in, oh, see yeah. how they're doing. You know, we had such a great group, and that was that was so sick. Oh yeah, no, that was so much fun. That was I, so much fun. I remember at least when we were in, uh, probably sophomore year, or junior year, and my house was just the spot. Oh yeah. After practice, you know, we would all go swim. We oh, play yeah. on that little hoop. Oh yeah, no, know. that's how it was. How it was after school, come over to Winston's. I uh, had the basketball. The team would go over there, just hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing a pool, playing all the outside court. I loved it, man. Man, it was that. it was so great. And honestly, to you know, our listeners, or whatever, this is this is our first time like really reminiscing like this since you know we've you know been out of school, man. Been out of school, really. Um, but man, what a what a crazy journey, man. Nah, I'm it's happy to here. Yeah, and what an incredible platform to talk about. You know, things that are on your mind, things that you see, things that happen. And I feel like this is such a great opportunity for you to not only control your own narrative, but talk about topics you want to talk about. You know, what does this podcast mean to you? And what do you what are you looking to accomplish with this podcast? I want to give y'all my opinion on from my voice, and it's not going to be from anybody else. And you'll actually hear from me 
and I'm the source you go to now. So this is the podcast and that's what we're going to do now. He said it best. It's from the point by your favorite point. Yeah. One thing about me is there's always been a lot of narratives, especially coming and playing basketball at a high level. If you're really good at it, uh, there's always going to be a lot of people saying a lot of things. So uh, obviously there's been a lot of narratives and things said about me, you know what I'm saying, throughout the years and especially throughout the uh, NBA season and um, seasons just since I've been in the league. So that's been, I mean, a big reason why I want to start this. But I mean, also I'm a big, I mean, I talk about a lot of topics with you, with right. my guys, with, with a lot of people close to me. So, I mean, I think this is a good platform for me to Absolutely. kind of do that. And also, I mean, talk about some some basketball things not also related to me. I mean, I can, I mean, I, I like watching the finals. I've been watching the playoffs, things like that. So, I mean, I think this is something I can do with multiple reasons. And I've been really thinking about this. And it's also something I can use for breaking news for, I got my new yep, shoes. And absolutely. Everything coming out. So, um, which we'll touch on for sure. I've really, really wanted to, uh, I've wanted to do this for a bunch of different reasons yep. for sure. I think this is, like I said, such an incredible opportunity for you to break news. I know you got some exciting things that are going on in your life that, you know, we'll, we'll talk about. But um, when season comes, you may hear from me once every couple of weeks. You may hear from me every now and then. It's maybe like a breaking news type of thing. But mm -hmm. I mean, you're definitely going to hear from me from my platform and from this podcast. Um, but throughout the summertime, I mean, obviously, a lot. there's a lot of things going on. I mean, uh, I have a son now who's doing a lot. His birthday is coming up soon. Um, obviously, the playoffs have been going on. But um, I mean, hopefully USA coming up. Absolutely. Uh, things like that. God willing, staying healthy. Things like that. I mean, it's a lot of things going on this summer. So yep. I just want to, throughout the summer, I can be on this a lot more and people are going to hear sure. me a lot. And throughout the season, um, I want everybody to know my, my main priority is basketball first, but I definitely want to control my own narrative at the same of time. Of course. And you know, like we've talked about, it seems like you got uh, a lot of topics that are even outside of basketball that you're super passionate about. You mentioned your your son Titus. Mm -hmm. I see him every day and he just, you know, gets bigger every every it's crazy. every time I see him. It's nah. it's honestly like and you know, we're only 24, so this is something that as a friend I'm getting to witness for you what is what is fatherhood been like to you? What does it mean to you? Um, just talk a little bit about that. Uh, it's been it's been a, a whirlwind. It's been like a, a whole change of like view of like how you see life. Right. You know what I'm saying it's like when you have a kid, your your whole perspective on things change and um, everything for the good. I mean, for me, I've been thankful enough to to be able to provide for my son. So. Um, a lot of a lot of struggles and things that I know mm -hmm. that some of my family members have had to go on, go through, and I know a lot of people go through that we don't necessarily have to go through. That I'm, I mean, I'm uh, always aware of, and of I'm always trying to teach my son lessons. And um, as he'll get older, but this is something that uh, I mean, it's a, it's a whole different type of perspective. Like you just change of life, everything. Ab absolutely. And uh, I think the th the three four generations of young is incredible, and I think. You know, ever since I've known you, since we've been about 12, um, your dad has been such a positive influence on me. And so I can't even imagine what incredible knowledge and influence he's had on you. Talk about your relationship with your dad and, you know, how that's now transitioned to your relationship with your son. No, for sure. I mean, my dad has definitely molded me to to be the type of man and person I am today and the father I, I, I'm supposed to be going forward. Um I mean, and my grandpa Rayford, rest in peace, who passed when I was ten. I mean, he's 
another person who I mean molded my dad to to teach me. So I know it's it's been a generations of of learning and going through a lot of different things um, yeah. from from us to to be where we are now. But um, absolutely, we we we're trying to continue to go forward, and I'm only going to preach that more with with my little brother, but also my son too. So so we just touched on that. You know what you have upcoming, what you've been working on. Um, your third signature shoe debuts this fall. Man, talk about that process and what's it like, TY3? I mean, it's crazy how fast it all goes by. Like, um, on my third one, I think ranking the shoes, the one and threes, I mean, my twos were, were good, but I mean, my threes are, they 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 battling with my, my ones are the best ones. So, I'm looking forward to everybody getting to, to see how they are. The process is so crazy. It takes a year to make. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, yeah. It takes a it takes a long time to make. I mean, um, it takes a year. You get to to go through a whole different types of processes, mm-hmm. and they they show you different um, molds and customs of, mm-hmm. of how it should look and how you get to give your feedback right. and things. I mean, I've been in the room with you where they've lined up six of the exact same shoe and yeah. you're just trying each one on yeah, just, and saying, I don't like the way that this certain bump feels on my middle toe. And yeah, because it's, it's that specific. No, it has to be, it has to be. Cause I mean, I'm performing at, you got to perform at Absolutely. a high level in it. And so, uh, I have to make sure I'm perf- able to perform at a, a high level in it. And if, if I am, I know my customers are too. Exactly. So exactly. And I, I know you, I know you've mentioned that before, how much your fans mean to you. And so, giving them a product that, you know, not only works for you, but works for the masses too. I know that's super important to you. For sure. It's very important. It's the most important thing. And talk about a little bit, um, you know, we saw some initial previews and I know you've posted on the gram a couple of times about some, some new merch, man. Talk about that, that process too. Is it any different than signatures? What's that, uh, you know, what's that process like of just, you know, pumping content out, pumping new merch out what's that been like for you yeah i mean it's 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 different i mean i'm not um i mean i've never been used to like really putting a whole bunch of content on the gram and things like that right but now i'm at like a different stage and I'm, i kind of want to control my own narrative you know for what i'm sure. saying and like how people view me i feel like i've been viewed and looked at it a certain way that um people who know me and people who have played with me uh can understand and, and know it's different than what you can maybe read on social media or certain things that maybe people saying down uh, the street would, would say about me. So, yeah. I mean, now that I'm on social media a little bit more and trying to put certain things out, it's, it's more about just showing showing people or showing people who follow me, mm-hmm. whether it's kids growing up, like, uh, I mean, how to do certain things or if they're working out, um, things like that. Like, I'm really putting in the work that I'm showing on on these socials. So that is for sure. So I can that, I can attest to that <laughs> to everybody in here that the work yeah, is real. No, and I think that even since, like we said, we've known each other for almost half of our lives now. That the work has never been cheated. Um, so yeah, talk no. about the, talk about that. Talk about what what you've been up to this summer in terms of what you're working on. Um, you know, parts of your game. I know you mentioned you're getting stronger. So talk about that. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, for me, that's that's the main focus. I mean, uh, obviously, basketball on the court is is, uh, is one thing and taking care of uh, on the court stuff is good. But for me, it's my body, making sure I'm durable and making sure I'm able to play a lot of games for my team. So uh, after the season, obviously, I always take a little break and to let my body heal from the, the, the season. But uh, 
I mean, I've been really just just focusing on getting stronger, uh, getting my uh, just body just right. But um, when it comes to on the court, I'm going to focus a lot more on shooting threes this year. I know my coach uh, that we got coming in likes us shooting a lot more threes. And uh, just Quinn has been an unbelievable um, coach since we've gotten him in the second half of the season. So I think for me, getting back to, to doing what I've done my whole life and uh, – just getting getting good shots and making sure I'm, my three ball is, is back to where it needs to be. I'm glad you said your whole life because ever since I've known you, you've been you know shooting from my three it seems is, fifty feet, <laughs> which isn't which is a little bit of a boost, but yeah, a little gas. You know, but what are friends for? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it seems like you've got some great things working this summer. Um, and yeah, just kind of talk about what you're looking forward to for your fans to see. Uh, I mean, for the rest of the summer, I mean, really just my shoes coming out. Um, USA, hopefully this podcast is going to be a big, big thing for me. Um, getting my, getting some of these, these, uh, things out. And, uh, I obviously got some things I don't want to announce yet. Definitely but, uh, not. We're going, we're going to get it, get it, get it going, especially on this platform. For sure. You, you touched on, you know, how quickly the signature process has gone by. You're already on your third shoe, but. You just wrapped up your fifth season, bro. Like, what is? I I don't expect you to you know talk about your entire career because I know that's going to be way longer than any mm-hmm. episode of podcast can, can be. But I mean, wrapped up year five. What were your thoughts on the season this year? Um, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, this this season was an up and down season to say the least. Um, it was a fun season though. I mm-hmm. mean, when you anytime you get to learn and go through different challenges, it's it's always fun. It's um. It was never easy, uh, obviously, losing uh, Coach Nate. Um, I mean, everybody always, they can say what they want. Yep. Um, me and him had a really good relationship. I mean, you can't go to the Eastern Conference Finals without having a good relationship from the, the coach to the PG. So um, we had a great relationship. Obviously, things didn't end how we both wanted it to. Um, but, I mean, that's just the NBA and this is business. But, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously bringing Quinn in this year halfway, I think is a game changer for us, mm-hmm. um, to be honest with you. And uh, I mean, just from what he brings, like his mental and um, just him being a, I mean, a, a real uh, teacher from from everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he teaches everybody um, from the coaches to the players all day. And he's always ta- talking during practices. Yep. It's uh, it's been a, a different transition with those two coaches, but this season was up and down one. I mean, getting Dejounte was really good for our team. Absolutely, uh, we both wanted it to be even better than how it ended. Um, but that's just that's just part of the journey, I and mean, you both got to go on that type of journey. And um, that's why I feel like this season. I mean, this season was a success in a way, as far as we got to go through some certain battles and certain situations that. Whenever we're faced with them going forward, we'll be ready and we'll be more mm-hmm. geared toward um, success in certain situations that we may have not been this year. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to next year and seeing who we bring in and um, seeing how Quinn's people will, will help us going forward. For sure. And I'm, I'm glad you touched on DeJounte because from the outside looking, it seems like you guys just have so much fun while you hoop. And at the end of the day, you know, this is a business, this is a job, but it's a game too. Like it's, it's okay to have fun playing basketball. And yeah. so just talk a little bit about what that was like bringing in DeJounte and, no. um, you know, how you guys are con- not only satisfied where you guys are at, but talking about where you guys are looking to go too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, DeJounte was a big piece of our, our, 
our team this year, mm-hmm. a huge piece of our team this year, and the reason why we had so much success. And uh, he's such a competitor. He's just like me in, in a lot of ways. Like, it's crazy that our birthdays are on the same day, too. Um, Is that real? I actually didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Our birthday September 19th. That's sick. September 19th. But no, nah, he's, uh, we're both competitors. We both love to have fun. And I think that's, that's, why we love being around each other because we keep the main thing, the main thing. And just, mm-hmm. we want to keep hoop, keep getting, keep getting better every day. And we know if we keep getting the, putting in the work, like we both put in, um, good things come out of it. So, uh, a lot of people probably didn't even expect us to get to six games with Boston, but we know the work that we put in and with Quinn being brought over his system and certain things, everybody just bought in. We were able to, to get as far as we did. Hope we wish we could have, of course. Upset him, but I mean, I think the the relationship that me and Dejounte have, I mean, it's 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 really good. And it's it's for the future. That Boston series, like that was a crazy series. Like, I mean, just I knew the energy was gonna be crazy playing them first round. Obviously, when we went to Miami, we were uh, just trying to get that win. But when we got that win, we knew we were playing Boston. The first thing we thought about was the crowd and the energy, and we knew, uh, I mean, how how legendary that place was and. We were ready to go into that city and, and get one of those games of those first two, and um, we couldn't. But um, that game five was crazy, and um, I just wish we could have finished the series the, the way we really wanted to and bring it back to seven and at least give ourselves a chance to win it. Right. Um, but we, we didn't give ourselves a chance this year. and uh, But I know we'll give ourselves a chance going forward, but that was a, a crazy series. Yes, talk a little bit about what you learned from that Boston series, because every series is different, you know, where there, was there any specific thing that you, you felt like you can improve on on next year that you learned from the Boston series? Yeah. I mean, like, I think my aggressive mentality, like I didn't like, if you look at my, the games, like I just, the first two games I came out, it was, it was a different mentality than whenever games three and four and five came around. I think uh, my teammates wanted me to do that and we continue to, to do that. But I think going into next year, I gotta just just be ready to play. I think it would be better having having Quinn and we had a new system going sure. into. Um, but it was, um, yeah, I was just I just need to be ready to be yeah. more ready to play for every game. But and a, and a lot of changes that when obviously you talked about the coaching change, you guys yeah. had personnel changes with Dejounte. You know, there's a lot of changes going on. Oh, so yeah. it's always going to be ready for for next year. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned the. Uh, the postseason, because man, what an exciting postseason it's been. Starting in round one with you guys, obviously going on in the Western Conference too. Um, just special. What have your thoughts been on the playoffs just in general? And um, Oh yeah, the playoffs have been crazy. The playoffs have been crazy from the East to the West, both sides being upsets and from the Lakers getting all the way to the conference finals. And uh, I mean, what, what the Heat are doing right now, yeah. it's crazy. Um, but it's it's what the playoffs are for. The playoffs is not meant for everybody. I mean, the stars show up whenever the playoffs come and you see the stars are showing up and it's crazy like what Jimmy's doing and carrying his team. But a lot of people have been sleeping on Caleb, like what Caleb Martin's been doing for that team. I saw you tweeted about him. Yeah, what, yeah, what, what he's been doing with that team has been crazy. Like just just carrying and a lot of, a lot of times and Jimmy's been – whether double team, they're showing a lot of attention to him, or he's not scoring mm-hmm. as, as well. They've been relying on Caleb to do a lot, and, and Duncan Robinson not playing a lot of the, the season and coming in. I mean that that team is 
they're, they're built like the Spurs in a lot of way where it doesn't really matter who, I mean, who's really on the team, that system and that, yep. that coaching style. I mean, that Spo has, and I mean, just uh, with Pat Riley, just the, you can tell that that culture down there is a certain way and whoever's down there, they're going to have a certain mentality about them and they're going to win. So uh, you, you're not surprised what you're seeing from Miami, but I mean, you are just because of, I mean, who they got on their team, right. but they got they got some some underrated players for sure. For sure, and I think um, definitely don't don't be mistaken of how good any team can be in the league. But specifically, oh, yeah. you know, I know you guys played Miami in the play-in. Um, you guys secured you know the seventh seed moving forward. But and I know you touched on it a little bit, but what makes Miami so good? Yeah, I mean, just I mean, yeah, like we played them in the we played them in the the play-in game and. They're just so physical, and like they have, they have a certain way they play. Um, we played them last year in the first first round too. They just they have a certain style that they play. They're always going to show a lot of help. Yep. They're always gonna, I mean, crash the glass, be physical. They don't have the tallest guys, but they, I mean, you can see they're getting mm-hmm. a lot of rebounds, so they're physical. They're going to shoot a lot of threes, and they just have a they they just stick with it. I mean, their two three zone is that they played. I think really messed up Boston. It messes up a lot of teams in the league throughout the season. Um, but they just have a certain style and certain way they play that just a lot of people just can't don't, sure. don't have the. I mean the the team to really attack it and beat it because they have that culture that's already set. Yeah, absolutely. And I I know you touch on Kayla Martin too, but Gabe Vincent super solid for them. Oh yeah, Gabe um, Gabe Vincent has been balling all year. Uh, Last year when we played him in the playoffs, he had a big, big first round and big run for him last year. He's been playing amazing. Really Max Struess has been yeah, great. Shears. And I know you touched on Duncan Robinson too. So just a solid team. And I think, I mean, hearing like all these guys talk about these undrafted players and like drafted players, like like they're talking about the Heat. I feel like people just don't understand. It's all about opportunity and the situation mm-hmm. you go to. Like Sometimes in certain certain years, certain teams don't need a point guard. So you may be waiting seven, eight picks before another team needs a point guard. So right. certain times, certain situations, it's just opportunity. And certain like you can tell from watching the Heat play, they've just gotten the they've just been put in the right situation in the right time. Like Caleb Martin was cut from the Hornets. Like he got I don't know if he got drafted or undrafted from them, but I mean he was on the Hornets, got cut, and it wasn't the right situation for him. But he got to the Heat. And he has a certain mentality that fits that culture, fits that system. Gave Vincent the same way. He wasn't a, a one and done. He's like he was a, a guy that was in college more, more older. It's like they they have guys that are more mature and that fit that culture. You don't get very many young guys that really fit that mold to be in right like that heat culture. Yeah, development. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's just all about development. How can you be ready when your numbers called? And we've seen that throughout countless times, not only of this playoffs, but previous seasons on your team and on, you know, other squads as well, too. So nah, for sure, you know, I would I would love to hear your thoughts, too, about not even Eastern Conference, but some of those first initial series of the Western Conference, too. I know we got an amazing series with Golden State and Sacramento, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was I was so happy to see my boy Fox in, in uh, the playoffs this year. Um it's it's crazy how like like woke people are now about Fox and I've really just been waiting till he gets to the playoffs and you get this stage to really show the world your your game. I mean, I think just the playoffs in general, just when you're the only game playing and at, at that time, 
everybody gets to watch you. It's really that that time you get to shine. So it was really cool because I've been knowing Fox since third, fourth grade. He's grew up in Houston. I was playing in, in Oklahoma, and we'd always meet up in Dallas, and our teams would, would play in the championship against each other when he was playing with Rice Warriors and all these teams. So uh, shout out to Fox's old AU teams and all that. So, but that's my guy. I was happy that they got to to go and the Sacramento. They had Kevin Herter was yeah. shooting and led them back to the playoffs in a long time. So it was, it was good to see a couple of my guys that I've known for for a minute. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, play, but I was I was hoping they got to go a little further. But they played Steph and the, the, the reigning champ. So and had a great series in that too. Took them to Game Seven. It was. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. It was a great series for sure. Um, so I think you touched on it a little bit, too, when you're talking about Fox, but also talking about Miami. What What is preparation for the playoffs like, just in your perspective? You know, you've obviously been in the postseason three straight years. Um, talk about, like, what your individual prep has been like, what your team prep has been like, without giving too much away. But Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, for me, uh, playoffs is playoffs is the best time. The playoffs is what you play for. So, um Whenever you get to that time of year after the, the all-star break, you got to you kind of got to turn it up a notch. And right before the playoffs, you you play. And if you're not in the playing game, I've been in both. So the year we played the Knicks, we weren't in the playing game. We had a whole week to really prepare. You get time to look at team and uh, dissect what you're really going to do. So mm-hmm. that was a, a little easier of a task to go, go into that New York series, more prepared. Um and just more ready to play that series. We had a little bit more time to prepare. But right. then the the year after when we played two games in the play-in, then you got to play two games later yeah. in Miami. And it was just a tough situation then. And then this year, obviously doing that, you get a little bit of a break winning that first play-in game. But mm-hmm. um, going into it, it's a little bit less of a of, of a strategy. But that's the that's the main difference between the playoffs and regular season is that you're, you have so much time to prepare for that next team in right. the playoffs. And that you're ready to play, so um, that's the that's the big difference. And also vice versa too. You know, you guys are preparing for one team, but they also prepare for you too. Yeah. And yeah. so your normal, uh, whether it be offense, defense, whatever, it's like I know we've heard multiple players talk about how some dudes is calling out the plays that are about to be run and how guys are going from point A to point B, and that's so, how they know because they they watch and they watch and film. They've had a whole week to prepare and they watching the coach's hand signals and how he's calling up plays and things like that. So he's, he's making sure he knows. So whenever they call it in the game, they call right. it to their teammates and it's easier to communicate. And I've heard you do the same. No, for sure. I, I've heard you do the same. You so I think, uh, you know, that that's great. Honestly, talk about a little bit. So obviously, you know, everybody knows you're a fan of the game, but you know, you've been seen at a couple Lakers, Lakers games. And I know yeah. we, we talked about, you know, you just being an overall fan of the game and be able to dissect, you know, different tendencies from different teams. But I guess touch a little bit on on that too. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, a lot of people made a lot of things out of me being at games. And I mean, who knows uh, what what it is. But um, no, I'm a fan of the game. Like I've, I've been to games like my rookie year. Uh, after we lost, we didn't make the playoffs or we went... I went to to Houston and I was training with somebody and I went and watched James and uh, Steph play each other in, mm-hmm. in, in the conference finals that year. Um, I mean, I've been to a lot of games um, before throughout my years. So I'm just, I've always been a fan of the game. So I'm always at a lot of games watching. And most of the time I got uh, a friend playing that I'm really there watching. And yep. uh, like Mike, Mike was playing and, right. for Denver. And 
Uh, I really wanted to see that game six versus Golden State. I knew that was going to be a classic. So for sure, and not even not even limited to to men's basketball either. You know, you've been seeing it a couple of W games too. Um, oh yeah, you know, I know. We personally went to an Aces game last year, and the environment that they have in Vegas is incredible. Oh yeah, it was packed. It was like a. I mean, some some NBA arenas don't hold that much as there was in that that WNBA game. I mean, there's. There's some WNBA like fans out there, like, and there's some arenas and, and uh, some teams and some players that can really play. So like, the WNBA is no joke. I've always been a fan of it. Of uh, I've like, I always feel like the the girls and the the women, um, the women's game is just like so underrated. They they're more skilled than uh, a lot of a lot of people uh, will give them credit for. Um, because they're not always dunking and things like that, so right. that doesn't always catch people's eyes. But they 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 do have a lot of skill and uh, they can shoot. A lot of them have handles, so it's it's always still fun to go. A watch. lot. Like I'm getting cooked. Like I'm getting cooked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to throw you under the bus no, like I that. I know. I know you're not going to. But like I'll be the first to say, just just watching them hoop. Like yeah. They're no, they're they, for real. But it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a. I mean, a bad thing. You got cooked by a WNBA. Yeah, I'm not gonna pretend like it would be. Like, okay. I mean, at least you, at least you can say that. So no, of good. course. But yeah, I'm, I'm getting cooked. We saw a game seven between Miami and Boston. Obviously, uh, about a week ago, we saw Denver close it out against LA. It's gonna be an exciting finals. I think the the narrative around it and kind of the buzz around it is, you know, people people will comment on what they say it is, but. I'm excited to watch great basketball. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's going to be a great finals. I mean, I think a lot of people are still counting out the heat. I mean, and uh, I'm not going to say rightfully so, but, I mean, Denver has a really, really good team. They have a lot of really good players and a lot of players that really compliment Joker and make his life easy. But, um, I mean, there's a lot of guys on the heat that make Jimmy's life easy, too. Right. And uh, I think Bam, hopefully he'll play better this series and, he has a chance. I mean, sometimes I think people don't. I think people don't take into consideration the fact that, like, sometimes the most dangerous people are like the most overlooked. You know what I'm saying? Like, whenever you're you're not paying attention to them the most, sometimes that's the most time they're most dangerous. So like guys like Bam, who like everybody's talking about, Joker is gonna do work on or whatever. Like, I mean, he has a chance to really, I mean, show himself and prove himself sure. even more this series and make up for a little bit of last series. And um, I'm looking forward to the matchup, but I'm looking forward to, to Mike seeing what he does in his first finals and seeing how he does. So it's my boy. So I'm looking forward to it. And a, and a slight curveball, but I know you just mentioned, you know, some of the most dangerous guys, so some of the most overlooked. And, you know, in high school, you know, that's, kind of seemed like that was you in a lot of ways. It's like some of the most, some one of the most dangerous guys in college and proved to be so was one of the most overlooked guys coming out of high school. Talk mm -hmm. about, talk about that a little bit and talk about, and you don't have to mention the ranking yeah. per se, but just talk about, you know, what's it like having that chip on your shoulder? Yeah. And I mean, like you said, I've always been overlooked my, my whole life and going through each stage, whether it was in high school, um, being being ranked where I was, always feeling like I could be higher. Mm -hmm. Um and then coming into college, being certain said certain about certain things and then even entering the draft, people not believing what I was what I would be able to do. Uh, I mean it always keeps a chip on your shoulder. Of and course. Things like that. But 
I mean, as you continue to pass certain things and uh, defeat what people are saying about yeah. you, certain things like they tend to to get out your mind. Like they they tend not to to matter to you anymore. Like for me, nothing anybody says about me is going to motivate me more than what I'm like telling myself and what right. I got set for myself. So like a lot of things that people will say to me or what people think will motivate me. Uh, don't necessarily motivate me anymore. I have certain goals and certain things that motivate me, and that push me to to be where I'm where I'm going to be someday. Yep. And uh, that that's all it's gonna that's all it's gonna take for me to get that. It's not gonna I'm not gonna need any external motivation. So. And I can vouch for that for sure. I've never of not only just all of our friends, but really anybody that I know. It seems since I've known you that it's just just ready to play. seems mm-hmm. like whatever, whatever challenges that is, whether it's on the court, off the court, you, you're ready to face head on. And I think that's, that's a really admirable quality about, about you. And also kind of what this podcast brings to this is a new challenge for, for you, myself, mm-hmm. anybody. So this is, you know, oh yeah, how are we going to, you know, figure it out and you know, go from there. Yeah. Um, talking about a little bit, just a small anecdote from me, but I don't even know if you know this, but I was in town uh, you know, we're obviously from Norman. You went to OU and I was in town. I didn't tell you I was in town. Um, I would, you know, I went to school in Pomona, um, Pomona college out here and then flew in for a weekend to see my family. But it was the same weekend that you had the 22, 22 game. Mm-hmm. And in high school, like I, I knew like, you know, what it was. <laughs> I mean, anybody in the state of Oklahoma probably knew what it was, but you know, but when I saw that 22 and 22 game, like uh-huh. that was, that personally was the best game I think I've ever seen you play before. And oh, you've yeah. had a lot of good games. Appreciate it. But I think that was. That 22 and 22 game. I was, that was fun. I wish, I wish he would have coached Kruger would have left me in. I think the one, I think <laughs> I was one sister away from breaking the NCAA record. I think you're right. So I ended up tying it. But yeah, that was, that was a fun game. I was, that was actually a game Donovan Mitchell came to. Yep. Uh, they played. That's when me and Don met. That's a that was a crazy game. No, I mean I wish I had one more assist to break the the record. Still an incredible game. Come on, coach. Still an incredible game under this. But man, Coach Kruger, amazing though. Yeah, amazing. Great. It was great. We can jump back into the to the finals really quick. You touched on how difficult it is uh, to play Miami. You know what your experience has been like with them. But talk about what challenges Denver possesses. You know, obviously. You you play them twice a year. They're in the opposite conference, but talk about you know your this season what they what they bring to the table. Obviously, everybody knows how yeah. good Joker is. So yeah, the I mean Denver they bring a lot to the table just because they have so much uh, talent from from every position. I mean they 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 have talent from the point guards to the uh, to the wings. Um, and with Jamal and, and and Mike and KCP and. Uh, and then you got guys coming off the bench too. I mean, with Bruce Brown and Jeff Green, they have a lot of, a lot of pieces. I don't know who is the deeper team as far as them or 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 Boston, but those two teams were probably the deepest teams in the league this year, um, as far from top to bottom. And then you got Coach Malone, who just brings that swag and that, yep. that energy to that team. I think that's part of part of winning too. So um, when you when you feed off that energy, and it's it's tough to win in Denver too. Um, but it's it's going to be a, a good series. I'm looking forward to it. Be honest. Every time that you are up there, do you feel that altitude kick? You feel the altitude for sure, especially in that first quarter. 
that first quarter you feel it, but then throughout the game you, you start to feel better, and then that fourth quarter hits. And I, I don't remember how how our uh, how we've done. I, I think we've done okay out there in Denver th- since I've been in the league, but we only go out there once a year. I remember one game up there. You nutmeg somebody up the sideline and then Barton. hit. Yeah, that was. I remember that one. That was. That was a fun game. Yeah, that was a fun game for sure to watch. I remember those games because I played Mike. So me and Mike always talking about our games right. and stuff. As a matter of fact, talk about your relationship with, uh, you, you talk about Mike, Michael Porter Jr. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I know you guys go way back playing. Talk, oh, yeah. talk about your relationship with him. People don't understand. Like, people talk about me now, um, maybe not being able to play with another superstar and somebody big, like, I played with the number one player in my class. Like Mike, Mike was that dude in high school. Like so um, good. I mean, everybody loved him, and I mean, his game. I mean, it showed. There was a reason why he's six ten, could do everything. Um, but he'll tell you, like every time I see him, I, I would let him know he's the number two player in our class, and I was number one. <laughs> uh, no matter what these rankings would say. So, I mean, that was just the kind of competitor we both right. we, we both were. Um, and I think that just brought out the best in both of us. So me and him are like brothers and we've been been best friends ever since like those AU days. And we played AU together, won a PGM championship together, won a USA gold medal together. Um, staying overseas in Chile for that USA gold medal. We were we were with each other, basically roommates for like a whole month my senior year. Um and I mean, like I said, I'm hoping he gets his ring this year because right. his mom's coming soon and and uh, but I'm I'm happy for him and everything he does. One thing that I do want everybody to know about Trey, and kind of on a, a little bit more of a serious note, is that Trey is incredible about cheering his friends on, cheering his family on, and I think that is something that is super admirable about him. Is you know just as as I want the best for you, I feel like it's always been the same. You know, mm-hmm. you when I was playing in college, you in my phone telling me, man, you know. I know you're going into the D3 NCAA tournament, you know, good luck, all that. And Mm -hmm. so, but I... It's important. It's it's important. important. No, it's important. You got to make sure like, because we all, I mean, us as as pro athletes, we all didn't, we all didn't get here by ourselves neither. So we all got to make sure we protect the ones that helped us get here or just helped like, just be good. I mean, just for our mental sake, because like when you get here, like it's not easy, like, everybody isn't isn't really really for you the way they they should be so understanding the ones that were coming up and keeping yep. those close to you is important so that's it's important to me for sure for people who don't know kind of what an incredible community the uh, the NBA is and it's anybody who's kind of you know I I've gotten to witness it through my friendship with you but man you guys have some great relationships I know you talked about your relationship with Donovan Mitchell obviously Michael Porter Jr. Um, talk about that and talk about like what the NBA brings in terms of community, how you've built some amazing friendships, all that. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, you, you definitely build friends from really, obviously it starts a lot of this from AAU, you growing up, you playing against these guys or with these guys on your teams, like you're, you, you're friends with them. I mean, so you're done playing and even after. So right. it's, uh, it's easy to stay in this basketball community and, I mean, being in the league, a lot of these guys, like I said, played on the same AU teams. Whether they, if they weren't on the same year, they played on the same team. So, I mean, we all kind of know each other, see each other at all star games or 
um, certain events where we get to meet each other. So it's it's like a community for sure. And it's, uh, I mean, everybody is, is respectful for, of one another. Whether we compete, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be competing and talking throughout, I mean, the whole season. A lot of us do, but we can see each other off the court in certain events and then uh, and keep it cool and be, and be professionals about it. So. For sure. I think uh, one thing that's understated a little bit is like friendship through competition and that's, I mean, that's how we became friends. So I can't imagine what it's, you know, been like for you. Now oh, you yeah. guys are, at, you know, the highest echelon of yes. what it means to compete. It's a whole different level. I mean, I, I, I think people don't understand too. I mean, I, I was in a position, I was a one and done. So like, not everybody is, I mean, young when I'm coming into the league. So I'm, right. I'm coming in as a franchise player, having to be told to be a leader of like guys who are 28, I mean, 30, you know what I'm saying? Like older guys, like. And so me, I've never been like a super loud person. I've always been kind of lead by example kind of person. And um, and then as I've grown to be a point guard throughout my basketball career, like in high school, like every coach has been trying to tell me to, to I mean, continue to talk more, continue to talk more. Sure. You're going to be a point guard. And so I've always had to learn more on that side yeah. rather than leading by example, because I've always been good at that. But mm -hmm coming into the league when you're young it's, it's hard to to do that right away when you you got older guys i had vince carter on my team right uh so like he was more kind of like the vet the the, yep. the spokesperson i kind of leaned on him a little bit more and then i got rondo then i got lou will and jeremy lynn was there at the beginning too so like i had i had some older guys that kind of spoke for me but now i'm at the point now it's like I've been in yeah. the, the league for more years, but I'm still still pretty young. But I have some more years under me. And, uh, it's it's, uh, it's it's a better feeling now that I know I have more of a voice and and for things sure. like that when it comes to talking to teammates and uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think you also talked about this earlier about just growth. You know, just not only talking about your game on the court, game off the court, kind of who you've grown to be, but that also just is general maturing as well, maturation. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, like I said, I've known you for a long time. And one, one thing you've done really well is lead by example. So I'm, ex I'm excited for you in that. And I'm excited for you to continue to, you know, reach your potential, which is, you know, the sky, honestly. So, Appreciate it, brother. I saw this photo resurface and I think it was, you know, a major news outlet that retweeted it. But I think it was your Bahamas trip. I Remind me what year that was of our high school. That was like a big trip. A lot of the, the top high school players, I mean, they 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 took us out there. It was a, a big trip. Everybody sees the photo. It was like, I mean, guys in the 2016 class and 2017 class, five, six of us, um, all of us are in the league. Man. And uh or or I've been in the league. So, I mean, it's, it's it was a crazy trip. Like everywhere we went, I mean, we even the practices was the hardest part, but um yeah, no, it was a crazy trip. Like it was from from the top guys from Fox was being there, uh Malik Monk, who all was there, Jonathan Isaac. It was just a lot of really good players. Like Man. Harry Giles, Jason Tatum. I mean, we had a lot of dudes, Mo Bamba. Some real hoopers. Yeah, some guys that and then in practice we all matched up with each other. So we were all so I would match up with Fox and Gary Trent would match up with Malik Monk. Like we all were matching up with our position and it was like a, a crazy 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 time again it's cool because again you know we're the same age so that 2016 2017 class i would say just candidly is what i was the most familiar with in terms of you know mixtapes we would watch or 
No, oh, yeah, like that. One one thing I gotta say about that trip though, that trip was like, that was like a big wake up call. I'll be honest with the world, like that was a big wake up call for me. Like I was in like I was still in my my stage where I was trying to work on my handle and become. Cause I was growing up, I was like on the wing. I was like shooting guard. Mm-hmm who could really shoot. And like, I was just scooting further and further back every year when guys were getting taller and I was still staying the same height. Yeah. I was just scooting my range back. But like when I started really getting into my handle and getting better, I started moving more towards the one. And, uh, that was, I I got invited to that because I was still, I mean, really good and doing things, um, for my team that year. But when we got there, like, that's when I really knew, like, me and Fox, like, was really good and really close, but I couldn't get past half court. And I remember, like, just going and Fox was just sliding his feet. Just, I couldn't get past half court. And Malik Monk was on my team. I remember Gary Payton. He was our coach. And I remember him just yelling, Malik, come get the ball. Come get the ball. And so I just went and stood in the corner. And so that that whole day of practice, we had, like, three days. That was, like, the first day. Uh, I remember going back and just... I remember we had a dinner or whatever, but I was thinking about that next day of practice, getting back and just trying to do better in front of them scouts and everybody that was there. So, so I didn't get looked at bad, but yeah, that that, was a, that was a big, big wake up call for me and it it turned, turned it around. For sure. I think, um, you know, that's actually the first time I've heard that Gary Payton story. But what I will say though, is that when you got back from that trip and that summer, whenever I saw you next, man, it was like, you had made so, so, such a significant leap in your game, you know, as somebody who played with you. And- oh, yeah, for sure. But that was the year. So, like, that next year, I was, I, I went from averaging, I went from my sophomore year, averaging 25 to my junior year, averaging 35. Like, that was that, that was that summer that that happened. And I, like, I really kind of took a, I mean, that sounds crazy. No, no, it? but what I was about to ask, what was your jump from, uh, Junior year to senior year, because they don't know. Oh, it went from thirty-five to forty-two. But On that, like sixty percent shooting, y'all. <laughs> but that, but that's, but that's just what it is when you got confidence. Like I feel like one thing, like you know, from just being around me, like it's just confidence that I have, like just because of the work I put in. Like Man. I just, when you have confidence, and I feel like when you're older, like one thing my dad told me when I was in like middle school, and I, I'll never forget this. Um, he was he was telling me like you can't score ten points a quarter. Like it's ten points hard a quarter, and it's like you just can't score two threes and get two layups, or you you ain't gonna get fouled and get, you know what I'm saying? Like ten points to me never really sounded hard, like in, in high school and things like that a quarter, especially if you playing the whole game. So right, I think when it got to my senior year, I was taking good shots and things like yeah. that. I was still doing, still doing that, but I was like, I can I can do this. So I, I it wasn't I was doing it purposely it just got to a point where it was so natural yeah, like you did it my <laughs> you you did it my, my confidence was there and yeah. I think I think that's something that you know as you've gotten to the league and I'm not even talking about basketball anymore but I'm just talking about confidence in who you are mm-hmm. and confidence of you know the the friend I get to be around every day because you know you are so confident that you instill confidence in me mm-hmm. you know confidence for for me to to go to work and do the best I can or Tapping with my parents and, and making sure they're good. So that confidence is contagious. I know we hear that all the time and it's cliche, but you know, that confidence is really no, contagious though. For sure. It has to be. Just try to make it. For sure. The finals are about to start. I mean, who you got? Man, so it's tough. For me, I got a a really close friend that I've I've wanted I want to win a championship. Right. I've won a championship with him. 
in high school with on one side and then the other side I got my division I'm not rival but a division team so it's tough but I really want my boy to win a championship so I'm gonna go with Denver in five I'm gonna go with Denver in five and I think Miami just gets one game in Miami so you think they get in Miami yeah I got Denver in five what do y'all got let me know in the comments let me know what y'all thinking we're uh we're excited for a good series though nonetheless it's gonna be oh yeah it's gonna be great hoops. A lot about this podcast too. I'm gonna be sitting with you, and we got, I got a lot of friends that obviously I'm gonna bring on uh, the podcast too. And it's gonna be something that I mean, people are gonna hear from not only my angle, but a lot of my friends' angles too, like you, and and then some some more people can't necessarily say right can't now. Can't say too much now because we got some surprising things coming. But obviously, this is we got some people coming. This was fun. You, you trying to do this next week? It was a good time. I, I could run it back. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll do this next week. See y'all there.